Hi, I'm Carrie Adams and you're listening to Carrie's Corner. Here we talk to the movers and shakers, the drinkers, the dreamers, the people who make it happen in the liquor industry around the world. So, let's get sipping. Well, guys, today I'm going to be chatting to Larry Whitfield. He is the founder of Loxtonia Cider. And whilst I'm very focused on wine and whiskey and champagne and everything else, I don't think I've ever really done an interview with somebody regarding cider. Maybe Bruce Jack and Paul Kluver when they did their their Kluver and Jack cider. But Larry, hi, welcome to Carrie's Corner. Thanks for joining us. You are the founder member. When did it come into your head that you wanted to make cider and why? We export and we package to our own apples on our farm in series, which is called Austonia. Yes. And, you know, tightening up in the supermarkets with all the regulations, um, there was a certain percentage of apples that we happened to find markets for. And um, I normally travel to, to the UK and to Europe for our markets because we supplied the, the supermarkets in the UK and at various markets in, in, in Europe. Mm. And as you know, in southwest London is Taunton, which is an incredible area for cider. Mm, it's where summer is set. We're all. A chippy cider. And my wife asked me, why, why aren't you sending any apples to the supermarkets? And he looked at me and said, I make more money from cider than from fresh apples. Good heavens. And I, that sowed a seed and I brought it back home. Well, I lived in England for a couple of years and we used to visit regularly to Somerset, which is where all those people have that fabulous, that fabulous accent of the West Country. And they all grow cider apples. And we loved English cider. So you came home and you decided to start turning your apples into cider. And run me through the process of cider making. Is it pretty much like beer? No, not at all. Um, beer is for uh, fermentation. Uh, oh, sorry, brewing and we fermentation. Okay. Very similar to, to the wine process. Okay. And um, I brought the process back and we had to be very different to the ciders that are in the country at the moment. So what we run with is our own little highway, which is orchard to bottle. Okay. Now, orchard to bottle being it's straight out of our orchards, gone through the packhouse, it's been selected, there are no windfalls or pickups off, off the ground, mm. totally selected for our cider. Because when it goes through the pest process, we want to um, have a very productive uh, run of apples. Do you use so, a specific type of apple? We, we use um, Granny Smith, Golden Delicious, Pink Lady, and Royal Gala. Okay. And we blend exactly like the winemaker does to make sure every year um, the same, we get very similar to the same vintage to the previous season. Yes. So it's, you, you, you must make sure that um, you, you don't want someone tasting crispy apple and saying, gee, why is this bottle not tasting like the other bottle? Mm. And um, it, it's, it's very important for us to have this orchard-to-bottle technique 
of which we've uh, perfected now. And we've led on from the ciders now into uh, method traditional cider. Oh, wow. Which I saw being done in France and uh, a little bit in Italy and just starting off now in the UK. It's uh, 15 months on the lease and um, it's a lovely bubbly and we've come up with a blush. As you know, we're not allowed to call it rosé. That's reserved for our wine pillars. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I don't see why not, that's actually. That's we are now at the moment. So we've, we've made one, one, one batch, and we made it just before our very first lockdown. And I actually made it for my daughter's wedding. Okay. And I'm trying to keep the secret. And that's been um, probably the best well-kept secret in our family. <laughs> And um, she was supposed to got married last year, April, over the Easter weekend. And as we know, it's for the Easter weekend. Oh, lockdown. yes. And then this last Easter weekend, a year later, she got married. And we, we just the week before, I just let it open. I don't want to see the thunder on a wedding day. I said, listen, this is what we've made for you. We've made the Alexandra Range, which is a method traditional cider. How special is that? So it's exactly the same process. We gave each each, uh, each guest a, a bottle. How fantastic. And it's the same process as MCC or champagne. Exactly the same. Exactly the same process as MCC. And you have to um, disgorge it and everything. Exactly. Everything. Wow. Um, goes through the same fermentation process. And we were absolutely taken back about the results that we got. You know, I was in Germany in the Wooden Sea, yes. and they make apple vein. Yes. And I said, well, okay, fine. If they're making apple vein, um, and they say it competes with their, their wine. Yeah, of course so it does. Said, it's well, delicious. Let's bring this back here because we have to be very different. We have to, if we bring anything and we want to compete um, or to the bottle, we have to be well. Yeah. We have to be really well. And and um, so we preservative free, which has been. Uh, that's, tricky cause, that's tricky because apples um, can go fraught very easily, can't they? Exactly. And we have gluten free, vegan friendly. That's what we are. And with two daughters uh, coming out of Stellenbosch University, are. Uh, all about sustainability. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, it's so painful. Mm. We've got grey water. So the press that we brought in from 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 uh, Germany um, uses a lot less water than the bell presses. Okay. It's a press. So the equipment that we brought in is specially for cider, uh, for water to bottle, which they do in... Taunton, Somerset area, as you mentioned. Mm. So we, we've adopted the same um, process. So Larry, tell me, if you're making a rosé apple cider MCC, how do you do? You use those starking apples or something, or Pink Lady with a very pink skin? What do you, what? Where do you get the uh, pigmentation? Yeah, now you do. We use raw garlic, Pink Lady, um, Granny Smith and Golden Delicious, and you blend them up. With our recipe, you get the result. And it's and it's enough red pigmentation to, to taint the wine pink. No, we use a slight bit of pinotage as well. Do you? I thought you might yes. have to. 
very, very slight. Uh, um, yeah, it's, it's so minimal. Really. Yes. But um, that we, because it's so similar, um, we gave a couple of winemakers, and I will refuse to mention their names, <laughs> to, okay. taste, to taste our NTC, <laughs> and they uh, with the light taste with a label on it, and they said, wow, this is a nice NCC. You know, where is it from, Robertson, or what area is it from? Really? And I said, no, this is a better traditional cider. That is amazing. Are you going to make this cider available for the retail market? Or is it just for girls' weddings at the moment? Um, The week before Ali's wedding, she said, Dad, I want to enter this into the international cider competition in London with our other ciders that we, we entered. Well, that's well, probably the main reason I was phoning you is because you just did so well in that competition. Congratulations. No, we, we still absolutely blown. You know, it's, it's a very first call for South Africa. That um, the traditional cider major has been the supreme world champion. Yes. Um, we really, really you, must have, you must have put a couple of, of West English noses out of joint with that accolade. Um, huh? We pushed. 18 countries' uh, noses out of joy. Good for you. For some time. How long have you actually been making cider for in series? We've been, well, we, we've been mulling it and testing it and doing it since uh, to 2013. And wow. um, in a 2018, um, Ali, my daughter, said to me, Dad, listen, it's been five years of absolute perfection. Uh, going back to the UK, we went even to Poland, we went to Germany, we went to Belgium for help. Um, we said, Dad, if you can't get it right, I said, Ali, you know, if we need to enter this trade, we have to be well. We really have to mm. come with something absolutely different. You know, we nothing to do with concentrate. We've got to be in our own highway, and auto to bottle is, is the way to go. Yes. Anyway, 20, 2018, we came off with, um, and we Presented two ciders at the Cape Town Beer Festival, so crispy apple and our stone fruit cider, and we won best cider of the year. That's amazing. Did you did you study this long and hard before you did it, or how come you just became a champion well, it, cider maker? It, it's visiting. It is asking questions, hard questions. And um, seeing what other countries are doing. You go to the States, and I'll go and visit all our friends, our growers in, in Apple. Mm. Um, there is the local cidery, and there are lots of them. They're like wineries. And then you go across to, to the UK, and you find exactly the same thing. Yes. You go to Kent, and you see all our growers that we know supplying Tesco's and Sainsbury's alike, and um, they supply the apples to um, the local cidery. Yes. And you go across to Europe, exactly the same thing. And when we went to Poland, I said, no, gee, the Poles can do it, we can do it. <laughs> and you see it happening now in New Zealand where some of the wineries and Australia, some of the wineries have been converted into cideries. Really? And you come back to South Africa. And nobody's doing anything. There. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing. And so we just said, listen, we've got to do it. And yes. from 2013 to 20, 2018, we found the right blend and, I, and the right yeasts. And 
being absolute, uh, no preservatives, being natural as possible. How do you keep uh, your cider from going off, just as a matter of interest? Well, ciders, that's why they call it hard cider, because it can. It, it's not like a wine. It, it can take a bashing. And, yes. Um, but you've got to get your filtration right. You've got to get your process right. And um, you've got to get your flavors. And, your and, it, and at no stage, at no stage ever do you have to, is there an addition of sulfur in any form or fashion or no. CO2 or nitrogen no, so or anything? Absolutely. My daughters would murder me if uh, I brought in a preservative. Yes. Um, it's all about sterility. It's about good filtration, flash pasteurization. Yes. And getting into the bottle with a good carbonation. And hygiene, I'm sure your hygiene must be hectic. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. That's oh, absolutely amazing. A good master makes a good, uh, a good husband because all he does is about serenity, wash, 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 wash. <laughs> when you get home, do you wash the dishes as well? Oh, yeah, that's not going to go down well. <laughs> Larry... How, how much are you producing for the local market at this stage of the game, and how much are you exporting? Well, we decided to concentrate on the local market fully, mm. and uh, we have had a request for export. But I've just said to um, the family members that are involved with marketing and sales, we need to um, get our Western Cape uh, distribution right. Yes. We concentrate on getting KZN distribution right. And we're busy at the moment with the routing distribution. And um, it is pointless exporting when you haven't got your local market right. Yes. So we're concentrating on, I know it's lucrative. I, I'm an exporter. All the apples that we, we, we pack, we try and export as many as possible. Um, but at this stage with, with cider, it is uh, local market first. And and how much are you producing? Can you tell me that? Have you got loads and loads, or is it just very and very short supply? Um, no, we got loads and loads because um, we've we've got apples in in cold storage. Okay. So as we as we require, we we um, we go into pressing. Yes. And we we, we press. I've, I've got full tanks at any any stage. We've, we've got a million liters of of cider available. And Larry, just to go back to the process, which interests me enormously with, with cider, you obviously pick the apples, you wash them all. Do you put them in a crush? How do you, how do you get them into okay, a mashed okay, state? Okay, let's start the process and it's orchard to bottle. Uh, when we pick for export, all our apples, yeah. it's, it's picked and it goes into a bin. And we go through a, a, a quality control process. We go yes. through to our cold rooms. It's controlled in our cold rooms. We go and, and set aside for packing. Mm-hmm. So when we when we finish packing and we've gone through the selection process, we rebin the apples for cider, and it goes through a whole washing process. Our apples it goes through water flumes, etc., and gets. Mm-hmm. That for um, for the export and local markets, and our cider apples are, are then just selected to one side and get rebunned. Those bins go back into the cold storage, and when we need it for, for pressing, we don't want to do a golden delicious 
press. We will we will press for a week, just golden delicious apples. It'll go down to cidery in a bin, we tip it, and it goes through a special process um, or a, a milling process. It's, by, it's done by a booker uh, miller that goes through into our mash tanks and from mash tanks into the press. So basically, once it's off the sorting table and goes through into the mill, you will not see that slider again until it gets bottled. So in the, in the masher, um, have you got something that cores the apple? Have you got something that peels the apple? How do you do all of that? We need, we need in a, with the fermentation process, to get as much flavor involved, we need as much of the apple as possible. Yes. So the apple goes in, goes with pips, goes with mash, it goes with its uh, uh, the full core, as you call it. Yes. Um, and skins, it gets mashed up into little, small little uh, um, segments of, of uh, squares, blocks, it go, and it gets pumped at 120 bar pressure into... Uh, Book of press loading, and then the book of press will then start pressing the apple. So you only press the juice out of it once you've sort of pushed it through. Yes, okay. So in the the pressing process, it's um, the the juice will go into our uh, juice tank. Yes. So we press probably around about seventy to seventy-five percent of the apple. Yes. Okay. And do you get free example, run? Do you get one ton of apples? One mm-hmm. ton of apples. Mm-hmm. We pay, we will press about seven hundred and fifty kgs of of that. Yeah. What happens to the rest goes with the, the, the excess is a dry pulp, and that will go yeah. out into the orchards as a compost. Yes. Okay. So, so everything that comes out of the orchard goes back to the orchard. Yes. And do you get, at any stage of this pressing, do you get free-run juice like we do in wine? So when you're busy chopping it up in its first round of chopping, there must be some free-run juice that comes out. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Um, What actually happens is the the mash goes into this um, press and there's socks there, there are a couple of hundred socks inside the, um, the machine where... Under high pressure, yes. the juice goes goes through these stocks and 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 goes into a, a tank. Yeah, um, and the mash gets left behind. Yes, and this will go through into a fermentation tank, and or rather a settling tank first. Once yes, it's settled out for twenty four hours, we would then rack it off, put it into a fermentation tank. So you basically do a sort of a, pri- a primary filtration of it. Before you ferment it, or do you ferment no, the actual no. mash? Basically, the press is your filter. Okay. So, but we'll get a lot of, we will get um, the odd uh, pieces of skin and uh, the odd cup going through. Yeah. That's great. That's part of the fermentation. To try. We want as much aroma, we want much of the good apple as possible yes. going into fermentation. Yes. And that's, that's the secret. The secret is in the juice. And, and and in the pip with an apple, is the apple pip like the grape pip? Does it impart tannin of any description to the cider? It has, it has got tannin, but, but not as much tannin as, as the grape. Yes. That's, that's, 
it's the good tannins. It's, it's the good part. Um, yeah, it's not that bitter it's, tannin. Yeah. Mm. You know, we, we could we could press further than seven hundred that seventy five percent. Yes. And go into eighty five percent. Then I'm going to start getting the nasties coming through that I don't want. Yes. So um, if if we went to, if we were doing juice, fresh juice, they'd probably press more than 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 seventy five percent of the juice. Goes into the fermentation tank, and then we probably fourteen to twenty-one days um, the fermentation process. And have you worked out what yeasts go well with which apple strain you're using? I mean, you obviously inoculate for fermentation. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeast is quite. Oh, do you use natural yeasts in the cellar? We we can use natural. We get get natural yeasts and. There are a couple of yeasts mm. that we that that we use, especially for cider. Yeah, I think and, yeasts are more uh, important than any. Many many years to, to get the right. Yeah, yeast. they're much more important than anybody gives them credit for. They make a very big difference to your end result. Yeah. Very, very important. Yes. Hundreds and hundreds of different types of yeast. Yes. Different processes, and and each winemaker or each cider maker has got his own secret recipe. Yes, of course. Mm. And that's a very important. Yes. And I'm absolutely chuffed to know that we've got a really real McCoy cidery in South Africa. Not that the others aren't, but I think you're the only people who are completely devoted because you don't make wine on your farm as well, do you? No, no not at all. So no, you're it's t- totally devoted just to, to um, cider yes. and cider I know. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure that there must be many listeners who have travelled Europe and you can go around France, Italy, that everybody drinks cider around. Some of those ciders in France are to, to die for. They're absolutely beautiful. I shouldn't, I should be mentioning the English first because I think that's where cider originated. But I do hope that, that people, when they hear us talking about your beautiful cider, they're not even starting to think about some of those mass produced ciders that we buy that taste absolutely nothing like cider. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's why I've said to all our marketing team, to everyone, let's stay in our highway, let's focus on our highway, which is water to bottle. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people ask, but what's the difference between you and your major competitors? Mm-hmm. And I, I just said, we water to bottle, totally different product. Yes. In a way, in a sense of we do not use concentrate, we do not put great... Um, Concentrate with, with, with apple yeah. 100%. And tell me, um, if once you've done the fermentation process and you sort of semi-filtrate or that cross-filtration, do you or have you found that aging of any description enhances the taste of the flavour of and the and the sort of complexity of your cider, like wine? Absolutely. 
Okay. Absolutely. That's very, very, that's, would you, would you say now that, that that's very true? Um, I was at Western Cider, and they've got an aging process. Yes. They've been going for, I think, going for over 200 years, and they've got old wooden vats. Oh, lovely. Um, and they've got standard steel vats, and they age definitely. It definitely helps. I'm sure um, it would. There's just so much one can actually do. Yeah. You know, we've, we've, we've come out with, with the range, and um, I'm dying to do a lot more um, work more in the, the, M, the MTC process. Yes. And even with aging and wooding, um, there, there's, it's, there's just so much one can do that's not here in the country yes. yet. And um, we've got a Prosecco style cider. Yes. Which has been um, getting a cider to uh, it's called our sparkling. Mm. It's, um, we've carbonated a very low temperature to get very fine bubbles. Yes. And to also to absorb to try and get the prosecco using apples to try and get a prosecco type style cider. Yes, with a lovely soft fine yes. mousse on it, It'd be gorgeous. From the left to the right, we've even got a pale amber, which is a beer stout. Yes, gorgeous. And it's also using a caramelized uh, portion of the, of the apples to, to get a nice... Uh, oh, yes, that lovely sort of heavy mouth boltiness, yes. That's to try and get the guys to to come and drink cider with, with uh, their girlfriends and their wives. Um, that don't well, normally drink cider. I know. It's like you just got to train yeah. everybody, I suppose. We've got to train them. But ciders, you also get you get blondes and you get brunettes, don't you? So, I mean, it's it's something for everybody in the cider range, really. Um, I'm just so excited. Where in South Africa are we going to find Loxton? Loxtonia, I want to call it Loxtons. But where am I going to find Loxtonia cider in, in South Africa? Is it on the shelves in Pick and Pay? You can try your spas, your, your checkers, um, your uh, Pick and Pay, the family stores in the Western Cape. We're okay. busy up now in the Carton area um, trying to get them in. We've uh, in the Topses. Good. Um, we're in the Liquor Cities. And, of course, I'm sure you've got a website that people can go directly onto and purchase from you direct. Absolutely. And, and please... Um, Anyone wants to send, send a message or um, where to find or, or to um, even just give ideas on, on, the, on, on flavorance or... Yes, or what they might like. Mm. Contact us. Yeah, I'm, I'm always... Um, my ear open to, to, to everything. I never close the door anyway. And where do they find you? Are you on like are you on www.loxtonia or what? Where do they find Correct. you? Loxtonia, that's right. Okay, and that's L O X T O N I A. And just in case you've only just tuned in now, I'm speaking I'm speaking to Larry Whitfield, who is the owner and founder of Loxonia Loxtonia Cider. And they have just won the world champion at the international um, cider challenge in London, which is no mean feat. So, a huge congratulations to all of you, Larry. Last thing, quickly before we go, price. How much do we pay for a bottle, or does it come in a bottle? I hope not a can. No, can, no. Okay, no, good. Bottles, bottles 
we, we try and average around uh, between 20, 24 rand, 22 rand, 24 rand. Okay. It depends where you are and it depends on the retailer. Yes. Um, and how he, he can. But you can go on our website and it's around about 22 rand a bottle. Fantastic. And you obviously it's deliver, you, cases. you obviously um, deliver from the farm direct, eh? Hey? Correct. Okay. Direct. Fantastic. Larry, well done to you and your whole team. It's very exciting. No, it's, it's not before it's, time. It's not just me. I've got a wonderful team. I've got a trainee a cider maker, Eddie, who is very enthusiastic. Um, he was a palletizer that palletized apples in our pack house. Yes. And he is now one of the top um, assistant cider makers. I'm actually at the moment, negotiating with him to, to, to start. He's going to start making cider himself now. Brilliant. You should send him on a swap. You should steal somebody from Taunton and send Eddie to Taunton yeah. for a, for a yeah, harvest and see what happens. They're very open to I mean, that kind of thing. Yes, they are. And I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about um, the, the trainees that, that we are coming through now at the moment at, at Luxania Cider. And um, we very, I'm very proud of our, our, our personnel. This is so well done. What were you before you were a cider maker? Yes, we, we, we in apples. Uh, we pack apples, we export apples um, for the local markets, uh, pick and pay, shop right checkers. Yeah. And we export to the east, to the Middle East, oh, we export wow. to Europe. Okay, so you're a farmer. You're a, you're a big, successful, wealthy, sterile farmer. Um, or should I drop the sterile bit? No, it's sterile. The side is sterile. We've got a lovely team on, on Lockstonia, and it's so nice to, to work. We, what we've actually done is we've um, bought the farm next door, mm. and we've... Um, Ten shareholders of staff that have been for me for quite a few years, and they own a hundred percent of the farm. And Fantastic. Uh, on the management of the farm, we've we've got a, we've taken a few shares. So hopefully, they'll buy their shares out and be a hundred percent. It's been a, a great success, and um, one can come onto our website and. And I assume um, people can come so and visit you in in series as well. Is the farm open for visits? It's open for visits, absolutely. And a tasting room as well, I hope. Exactly. It's fantastic. Larry, thank you so much. I'm so pleased I found you. In fact, I didn't find you. Goodwin Clark wrote to me and said, did you see that Loxtonia won this fantastic prize? I said, I didn't, but I want that man on my show quickly. So thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute no, pleasure. Thank you. No, it's been a pleasure, and Goodwin's a very good person. No, she's fabulous, and I look really, really look forward to tasting some of your, your cider, but more importantly, I can't wait to taste your bubbly. So I shall definitely have a look for some of that. Larry, Everyone's thank you. Welcome. Everyone's welcome. Even if we we um, not open, uh, we're on the farm. There's a lot of personnel on the farm, and we can accommodate anyone for an orchard tour, tour of the cider, tasting when permitted in a lockdown now at the moment, um, which has been 
Oh, gosh, don't even talk to me. The rest of the show this evening is dedicated to the damage that is actually happening. So you're the happy bit for tonight. Larry, thank you so, so much. Everybody, it's www.loxtonia.co.za. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for hosting us. Thanks, Larry. Bye-bye. Bye.